0: welcome one and all to the rocks and roots podcast it is as always there are always extra special episodes but this is an extra extra special episode because we have another guest on this evening with us i am tumbles and with me as always is
1: cranky on the other side of the state again and today we have tony montana Tony is an avid hiker, an Adirondack 46er, and he's working on his winter 46, and he's also started exploring slides and winter hiking with another popular Instagrammer, Brian Hikes All Day, which is how we got connected with Tony. So welcome, sir. How's everything going this evening? Everything's great.
2: Thank you for having me on.
0: Now, Tony, do you have a trail name or are you just Tony Montana?
2: I'm just Tony Montana. Um, people do call me Tex, like my Instagram handle, Tex Montana. Um, but really, it's just Tony. Everyone yeah. calls me Tony or other names sometimes.
0: Just don't call you late for dinner. I'm here all week. Never. All right. <laughs> well, yes, thank you once again. I, Tony and I have been back and forth for, I would say, a month and a half now trying to uh, secure this episode i had contacted brian initially because he was being a crazy man with all of his slides and like crank said we were super impressed and then he's like well why don't you also get in contact with my friend tony and i said well of course so we brian if you are listening to this we can't wait to have you on as well hopefully sooner than later so, without further ado, can you just tell us a little bit about you, you and your background, Tony? How'd you get into this silly, silly hobby? Oh
2: gosh, the silly hobby! <laughs> uh, really, kind of by accident. Um, uh, I I was actually hiking locally and a little bit in the Lower Adirondacks, looking for waterfalls originally, uh, taking photos, and I was having a blast doing that. And a roommate at the time was just like, you know, you should go to the High Peaks region and uh, work on the 46. I'm like, what the hell is that? You know, And I was like, never heard of it. Don't even know what it is. And then come to find out, this guy I've known for like 20 years was a 46er himself. He had gotten it when he was 13 years old. I was like, oh, this is amazing. He explained to me about the Adirondacks and the High Peaks. And so I'd say just on a whim, just drive up and do giant mountains.
0: So that was nice
2: that was my first hike and I think it was it was either 2011 or 2012 it was just my first actual mountain hike and uh, I did not do Rocky Ridge at the time um, giant was plenty enough at, in my conditions it took me a week to recover um, it, it just destroyed me my and best. for some reason I loved every second of it. <laughs> And uh, like three weeks later, I was back at it again and working on uh, the Colvin range. Um, it just it really just kind of bit me. And uh, I stopped carrying the camera on. I stopped looking for waterfalls. And I was just like, it's all, it's all high peak hiking for me from then on out.
0: <laughs> now, the Golden Range, what peaks are in that range?
2: Uh, Colvin and Blake. Oh, Colden, um, I'm sorry. I was
0: like, what's the Golden Range? Colden, Okay.
2: <laughs> sorry.
0: No, 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 no. It's all right. I was like, "There's a golden range, really? That sounds
2: lovely." <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, no, Colvin and Blake, and then Nippletop and Dial; those were my next hikes after uh, after Giant. And you know, it just bit me so hard; I just I couldn't stop going back. Oh, wow. Did you do them all in one day, or bit by bit? Back, back then, it was uh, just bit by bit. You know, Giant was a solo shot for me. Uh, Colvin and Blake, it took me twice to actually do uh, to go out to Blake. Um nipple, top and dial, I did that in one shot, but it was early days when I was not quite nearly as fit and I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Um, you know, one mountain a day back then. I was just like, Holy cow, I can't believe I just did one mountain. This is unbelievable.
1: <laughs> well, I hear we that? our most recent, it's really um interesting that you said giant was your first. Our most recent was giant. And we consider ourselves average. Fairly in shape, and it was icy, and it was absolutely gorgeous, so we were stopping and taking pictures every two minutes. It took us almost six hours just to do giant. <laughs>
2: Just to get to the top or the whole round trip? The round The trip. whole round trip. Oh, okay. All
0: right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would have been concerned myself if it took us six hours to get to the top. <laughs> well, you know, it was actually, it was Columbus, was it Columbus Day weekend? It was Columbus yes. Day weekend. And that was when the temp dipped into yeah. like the teens. And we had uh, at elevation ice and snow and right across route 73 it was gold and red everywhere (laughs) so it was like the ice and fire hike
2: oh that's so awesome
0: it was oh it was amazing
1: (laughs) is there any particular reason you did giant as your first or just because that's the first one when you drive into the park from that
2: direction when i did a search on google giant was the first one that showed up (laughs) and that's really really why i picked i was like oh okay and Back then, I had a, it was called Every Trails. It was like a, an app before uh, All Trails was out, uh, and that did pretty much exactly the same thing. And Giant came up really quick on a search for theirs. I was like, I'll just go for this one, and check it out.
1: It's not a bad one to start because it's doable, but um, especially as a novice, it is pretty demanding.
2: It, it is. I mean, it's right out the gate too. It's not, there's no lead up to it. You're, yeah. you're climbing as soon as you walk out the car door. <laughs> yes.
1: So <laughs> how long did it take you to do your 46?
2: So my initial 46 took me, let's see, what does it say? I finished it in 18. So it took me six years for my initial 46. Hmm. Then in 2019, I decided I was going to just do it in three months and repeated the 46 <laughs>
0: oh wow i mean See. Throughout, throughout your six years of your your initial 46 what was the hardest peak versus your three months was there any
2: change uh, the sentinoni range
0: okay and
2: going out to kuchisaga uh such a Back then, when the first time I did it, it absolutely destroyed me. I was not prepared for it physically. And uh, going out to Saga. I'm not sure if you guys have done those yet. No. Not yet. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you pretty much get up to elevation there, Panther, and then you drop, you know, a good thousand foot just to climb up a mountain that you have to backtrack on. And it's just such a brutally long hike and- we went out, it was like 85 degrees, super humid. So it felt like it was about 120. The bugs were out completely and it just wrecked us. We actually skipped the, the whole range, did cooch only, and went back to our cars just with our tails between our legs.
0: I mean, at least you got one in. I yes. Mean.
2: <laughs> Since then, I mean, now I go out there, I grab all three of them at a time and they don't get skipped at all you know it's just kind of funny the evolution of your own body through all the years of doing this and uh becoming more of like an endurance hiker than anything
0: i assume you're in you live in the park or you're close by
2: rochester new york um i'm about four and a half to five hours away mm-hmm. from the park
0: oh wow just like us then okay yeah just yeah. like
1: us wow all right it's, all right that's fascinating Okay. Um, so, what overall, I'm assuming you just told us, but what overall was your least favorite and then your favorite, both in your initial and then in your six
2: months? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> I mean, Cooch Sagra is probably my the most unfavorite hike that I did at that time. But uh, after that, going into like my short, quick 46 or, I mean, Haystack just takes the cake. K-Stack Mountain is just fantastic. Um, it's a small little summit. It's a full 360, looking at Marcy, looking back up the Great Range, out towards Giant. And it's just, it's such an unbelievable mountain. Every time I've done it, it's like seven times now. Every time I've done it, I've liked it that much more. It's just like, yep, this is why I've been doing. <laughs> this is the view.
0: I've heard from more than one person that Haystack is one of the best views in the high peaks.
2: Oh, you just, uh, there's, you can't get wrong with it.
0: <laughs> but that is where you received an injury?
2: Yes, yeah, so I was actually coming down Marcy. I hadn't fully gotten down to the call between Marcy and the trail up to Haystack. And I had taken a, uh, just taken a funny step. I'd never actually even fell. But I took a funny step where my ankle just rolled out. I uh, broke my leg. I broke my hey. ankle in three spots. And I tore the ligament that holds the ankle together. Oh
0: my gosh.
2: And this caused my foot just to dislocate.
0: <gasps>
2: Over oh, just I one just step? Yeah, just from a step. It was just from a misstep. You know, it wasn't like I was jumping or anything. I was just coming down the trail. And it's a steep section of trail there coming off the backside of. Uh, Marcy heading the haystack. You know, it's it's known for being kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Um, what but, specific trail is that? I'm sorry. Uh, what is the name of that trail? It's part of the range trail. So if you're be the southwest side of Marcy heading towards haystack, would meet up with the Phelps Trail, I believe that heads down to JBL. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right.
1: Yes, I have a. Kind of a picture of where you are now. Okay, wow. So, how did you get back to the lodge? How did you get, you know, out of there? Yeah, I, was a was, going.
2: I was a complete rescue. Um, I'm one of them.
1: Oh,
0: wow. Uh,
2: my, nef- my nephew, who was actually with me at the time, he decided to jog down the mountain and got down to JBL and, that, and they reached uh, the DEC and got somebody to come out and check me out. Um, they dropped a ranger by helicopter on marcy he hiked down to me and determined that i was to be flown out they weren't gonna let me walk down um the guy was awesome i mean his name was pete i don't know what his last name he was a ranger but he was fantastic he threw a splint on me and honestly if he wouldn't if he let me i would have walked down the mountain he did such a great job um it was interesting though you know. It threw a harness on me and a helicopter came down and yanked me right off the freaking mountain oh um right into a helicopter i'm not really right, good at so that kind of heights it scared the crap out of me i,
1: gonna I was gonna say other than the injury and the fact that you were in shock and in pain that's got to be a really cool memory were you able to appreciate any of the
2: views dangling like a fish on a, on a hook above the peaks <laughs> so initially initially um I don't know if you're familiar with the Looney Tunes cartoons. When they pulled me up, I went right into a tree and I got <laughs> dragged up a tree and I hit every branch as I was being pulled out of above tree line. So I'm that so was sorry. amusing. Um <laughs> and then yeah, they we have a visual right, in our heads, I'm sure. Yeah, they yanked me right into the helicopter and I wish I could have gotten in my pockets to pull out my phone because they flew me over the whole great range. It was just phenomenal just the views of it and they stayed low so it was pretty nice just flying right through john brooks valley all right you heard it
1: here you heard it here first folks if you want to get the best views (laughs) pick a good time of the year pick some good flying conditions and get yourself rescued
2: that's how get yourself rescued (laughs) uh so yeah so five days later i had surgery on my ankle and uh it took me six months, and then I was on my first Adirondack hike on uh, the Tupper Lake Triad, doing the little small mountains up there. Uh, so it took six months of healing and uh, physical therapy to get me going.
0: I mean that, in retrospect, that's really not bad.
2: Good. Not bad at all.
0: No, I mean a friend of mine. He had a, a Liz Frank injury on, on his on the bottom of his foot, and those injuries can completely debilitate you. It's actually the ligaments on the bottom of your foot and they can take a year plus to heal. So I think you made out pretty well.
2: I, I really did. The surgeon did such a fantastic job. Um, to, and now we're talking just almost, to, that was summer of 2020, June 20th of 2020. Um, I feel nothing from it now. I've got l I'll always have a little bit bigger ankle, but I've got a little hardware in there now. So, but, I mean, I'm jogging 13 miles at a time, so it, they did a really good job.
0: <laughs> and did what, they... what um, hospital?
2: Uh, Rochester General here in Rochester, New York. All
0: right, friends. Once again, ask for Rochester Hospital if you want some <laughs> good, good care.
1: So we know where to request if we get <laughs> injured. Homeless. That's you know, right. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Send me to Rochester. <laughs>
2: right.
1: So did they attribute your um, quick recovery to being in such good shape? I'm, a, I'm assuming that had a lot to do with your ability
2: to recover. That And I listened to direction really well. Um, I didn't push it and I didn't under push it. I just did exactly what they told me. And I took it step by step with you know everything they told me at the physical therapy. They said, only do this. Don't overdo it. I didn't. I just listened to them. And as soon as they said you could put pressure on your foot, I put the pressure on my foot that they said I was allowed to do. And I didn't go beyond that until they said, All right, go that. You know, now you can take a little bit further and then start going to local parks and start taking walks. Um, Because the first three months, I didn't walk at all on my foot, there was no pressure put whatsoever on it during the healing process, which sucked.
0: It sucked. Yeah. (laughs) I bet
2: taking a shower was the worst i actually had a little handicap chair put in my in my shower
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and for people who
2: are so active how did you do mentally with that i didn't do very well um i, I was on instagram a lot i was talking to my friends as much as possible Sending me photos like crazy i ended up gaining weight and eating junk and uh Yeah, it it was a bummer, you know, but it is what it is, and I I totally rebounded from it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and I bet that ankle and leg are stronger, too.
2: Absolutely.
1: So how many peaks have you done since then, since your recovery?
2: So in other words, how many peaks have you done with your new hardware? (laughs) Gosh, I did most almost all of the 35 I've done pretty much a almost another full round of the 46 the, the Cernex 6 I've done five ultras I mean I did five ultras this year I think it is
0: you're the bionic man
2: <laughs> yeah so <laughs> they rebuilt you they had the technology <laughs> Even Brian was saying it recently on one of our really big bushwhack hikes. He said, "What happened to you this year?" I'm like, "I just turned into a monster." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, tell us about your ultras, like how, where.
0: Can, can um, we first what talk? Distances? Can we finish up the 46 first before we go on yes. to ultras? Okay, because I'm really excited to hear about the, the winter 46 before we go on to the awesome ultras that you've done. So. tell us all about the winters. What are you thinking? I, I, you were talking with Brian hikes all day and night. Um, yeah, yeah, please go for it.
2: So, you know, almost all the advice that Brian gave me about the way to dress has been spot on. He's a great person to talk to about it. He's had some great people that he learned from, um, you know, and, you know, I always thought going out in the middle of winter, you're just bundling up like crazy. And that's really not the case when you're trying to do this type of hiking. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're peak bagging, you know, you're dropping down to just base layers and, you know, practically underwear running up these mountains. Yes. Um, and that was something really mentally I had to get over a bit as I was learning how to do this. I was like, you know, it just seems silly to have to dress like that. And I couldn't believe it worked. (laughs) Um, so, so how I many starts, layers basically do you normally do? I actually carry only like three layers, and okay. I start off in the I start off in just a pair of snow pants with the long johns, pretty much just a like thermal underwear and just a base layer top, and I go off. Oh wow! And I add I add layers as I'm going, uh, depending on the temperature of my body. I start off really cold. Hmm. Um and get my body temperature up to the point where I know I need an extra layer on. Whether that's in the first mile or in in the next ten miles that I decide that I need another layer on top.
0: Yeah, I don't do that. I need to start doing that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 weird. It seems counterintuitive to not to to not bundle up and go out, but you know, you've got to get your body temperature up, you know, so your sweat, you know, you're balancing that sweat that you're building up out there so you don't get all that sweat freezing on you. You want that stuff to wick off of you. Right. And the only way to do that is to get as low of layers as possible. Keep your body temperature up, though. That's the okay. other thing which is so, so weird is uh, winter hiking, you don't stop a lot. You go. Right. You no, just get no. continually go. And that's a weird thing for people's legs that are not used to it is to stop. You know, you got to keep moving because when you stop it's when your
1: body temperature starts to fall and that's when you get into that's when you start to get cold so that i totally get but um yeah tumbles we should reverse our approach because what we do is we don't go i don't go crazy tumbles kind of does but um (laughs) i do a moisture wicking shirt a base layer um, and then like a, Gore Tex jacket, and then I take stuff off as I'm going. So you're saying do the opposite. You're saying Do the that.
2: opposite. Yeah. Okay. This way you can balance it out your body temperature and just get comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know. And uh, you don't have sweaty clothing. T- you have to like yeah.
1: sweaty clothing around.
2: You don't want to be sweaty in the first mile of a winter hike. That would just be horrible for the whole day.
1: <laughs> That's also got to stay because that is what happens. Like I sweat and then I bring extra stuff to change into. So I have dry stuff. So that would save on weight as well. Okay. So uh, we will try that our next winter. Don't know what it will be. What have we done winter wise so far? Just, um,
0: uh, Porter and cascade.
1: Yes. And then we Those have are. Fun, have, then, so. They
0: are. Yeah. It was like the, the beginner's guide to uh winter hiking in the ADK. <laughs>
1: And then we attempted whiteface, and that didn't quite work. we were, oh, <laughs> we were like maybe oh,
0: I don't know two hundred yards away from the summit, and I went numb,
2: <laughs> oh really
0: uh. yeah, because where where the trail meets the road, there was you're supposed to go vertically up this uh rooty, rocky slope, but yeah. it was completely ice-covered, and I didn't have my ice axe with me, so we're like, all right, let's go onto the road and do the last, I don't know, quarter mile on the road, but the wind, the wind tunnel got so bad that I said, you know what, I I can't, I can't do this, I can't feel anything, so.
2: Yeah. I'll (laughs) That's all right, the mountain's still there, you'll get to go back.
0: That's it, that's it. So, with your winter 46, what did you start with?
2: What did I start with? Which one was my first? Big slide. I had found some random group on uh, Facebook, and I asked them if I could join them. Oh, all right. That's and they they were super friendly. They're like, yeah, come on out. And it uh, turned out that they were all foreigners, and they spoke a completely different language, but they could type in English. Uh, so, it was interesting walking with these people the whole day, but... That was my first real experience uh, of a high peak. It was a big slide.
1: Oh, how cool!
2: What language were they speaking?
1: Uh,
2: it was uh, some Mediterranean language.
1: Obviously, hear a lot of French
2: up in the high peaks because you yeah, know, they can't. these were not Frenchmen. I would yeah. have totally recognize a Frenchman yep. spitting. Um, did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> but I totally would have recognized a Frenchman geez yeah it was some mediterranean type uh accent and it was very difficult working with them trying to communicate nobody really knew what i was saying i had no clue what they were saying but we knew to go up yeah so we knew where to butt slide down mm-hmm. and it was perfect so lots of hand out. gestures
0: yeah. and yeah you understand the curse words
2: yeah <laughs> absolutely it, it was a beautiful day it was just awesome and it was real it's one of those days too when we were I was when we were walking up, the snow was covering all the items. All the snows looked like the trees look like snowmen. Just the way they were just puffed up together and whatnot. It was just such a beautiful experience. And we were just having fun, just running off into the deep snow and stuff like that just for fun. Coming up to our waists. winter winter hiking can be a blast, even if you can't speak with the language of the people that you're with.
0: Were you doing snowshoes for your first? Yes. Okay, you were, good. <laughs> so I'm sure it was impassable if not.
2: Yes.
1: <laughs> I was gonna say, um, that just goes to prove that this hobby and hiking is a, you already have a common bonding experience. We talk about it all the time when you meet people out there. It's very different than meeting people on the street uh, people on trail are much easier to talk to because you already yes. have something in common. You're connected with nature. You've got endorphins. you got dopamine going. Um, so this takes it to a next level where you don't even have to speak the same language and you are enjoying their company and bonding over, you know,
2: accomplishing climbing a high peak. That's absolutely absolutely. Incredible. I chat with people all the time on the trail. I don't know about you guys, but I love talking to people on the trail. (laughs) Yeah, we say hello to everyone. Yeah, can't help it. Everyone's generally, I have not met a real nasty person on the trail ever. Everyone's friendly. During COVID.
0: (laughs) Yes.
2: Well, all right.
1: (laughs) That's, That's different circumstance, though. True enough. And that wasn't in the High Peaks. That was on uh, some populated sections of the Appalachian Trail.
2: Uh, yeah, I heard some people got mouthy in the High Peaks as well, but it is what it okay. is. Okay.
1: Um, so what do you use for gear? We talked about snowshoes. What brand of snowshoes and then any other special winter gear
2: like ice axes or crampons? Let's see. I have my snowshoes. I have a couple pairs of tubs. Yes, thank um, you. Yeah, I do love my tubs. Um, I what what I wear uh, a North Face uh, <clears throat> overall pants. I like overalls. I don't like pants. I do have a little bit of a belly, so if I wear pants, my pants tend to fall down a little bit. If I wear overalls, they don't. That works great in the winter um you know nobody wants to see my butt crack either (laughs) so that so it totally works out um crampon wise i have a i have a set of black diamond crampons but i also carry my hill sounds and i carry my katula micro spikes um i try and carry all three of them generally especially in the deep winter you really don't know what you're going to get into you don't always need the katulas sometimes you need sometimes you don't even need the trail crampons by uh hill sound but you just need the katulas you know i haven't run into a case where i've needed my full crampons but i got them with me yeah i just gotta be prepared you Mm -hmm. never know yeah absolutely
1: um so what were your because the conditions are totally different the mountains look completely different in the winter what were your favorite and least favorite winter 46s
2: so far um so, so far. i haven't really i have not had a least favorite i can't say i've had a least favorite on my winter 46. has it run anything no they've all been kind of fun and i've been doing with different people but the most interesting one i did was uh my my first time hitting haystack after my injury returning at, it was a return hike in the winter that's where i actually met brian and his uh ex and a bunch of the guys uh, uh, Jonathan Zaharik, I had met him and Billy on Haystack mountain and 70 mile per hour winds, 50 foot visibility. I was, <clears throat> it was so nasty out that I was standing on a little haystack and ice was building up on me. Wow. And uh, I was just standing there waiting for Brian and everybody to show up and that they were thinking that there's no way this guy, Tony Montana made it. <laughs> sure enough. Here I am standing at this icicle, standing on top of a little haystack, and we all climbed up a big haystack together. And that, that was a fun time. Uh, it was the first time we all got to meet each other, and we're just doing it in such epic weather conditions. I mean, it really was 50-foot visibility. It was just wild to be in such a snow globe like that.
0: I can uh, imagine. But we did it. Wow. <clears throat> I mean, was that a solo peak, or did you do a few that trip? Um,
2: that was... Just a solo peak for myself.
0: Okay. Uh, I was
2: one of my, that was one of my first high peaks back after I did big slide and then I did that one just to see if I could handle something as big as Haystack was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I was it was still early back when I was recovering from the injury, um, so I was really taking it easy and just trying to do what I could. Wow. Um, not I love pushing that. Taking it, it easy. Taking it easy. Yeah, Haystack <laughs> Mountain. Yeah,
1: Haystack <laughs> with 70 mile an hour winds. Um, snow Squall, you know, just a nice, easy hike to
2: get back into it. Yeah, it was such a ridiculous day.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: but we all remember, it was, It really was ridiculous. And their group did, um, what is it, Saddleback, Basin, and Haystack that day and all that kind of conditions. And I just went out for just Haystack just to meet them there. Thought, Those guys are freaking monsters that day.
0: <laughs> they are. Jeez. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. Now,
0: there is uh, a peak, and I forget the name, uh, the most remote high peak in the Adirondacks. Allen? Is it Allen? Have you done Winter Allen
2: yet? I, I did do a Winter Allen. And I did it actually last year. <laughs>
0: that is uh, a long I- day, even in the summer.
2: Yeah, that's one that... To do that multiple times, not just for your 46, you actually have to like Alan. <laughs> Okay, Allen's actually a really cool hike, if you think about it. Okay. You do Allen in the morning, you get to see the mist coming up off of the lakes as you're going out there. You get to see the mountains in the distance. I mean, it really is actually a really beautiful hike. It's just out there, it, it really is. It's a long one, it's a 20 mile day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, how was, how
0: was that in the winter time?
2: That was, uh, I didn't hit it on a good day. I hit it on an okay day. Um, I saw Brian hikes all day video when they were doing like 25 miles per hour down the slide on Allen and I, I only hit like 10. It wasn't that fast for me, (laughs) but it was, uh, it was a good learning thing, uh, Especially with the layering, uh, being able to go that kind of distance and coming back to the car still dry at the end of the day, and working the layers like that, uh, starting off and just being in base layers and staying dry the whole day was just such a phenomenal feeling at the end of the day. Um, Alan's a fun one though. I'll oh. do that one if you guys want to go do Allen, I'll do it with you right now. <laughs> let's do it. Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Let's do it. Um, Yeah, I am really curious to try that reverse, well, I'm calling it reverse, but for you it's normal, that reverse layering system
2: this winter. It's going to be a game changer for you. Okay.
0: We will attribute all this to you and Brian. Thanks to them, we didn't die out in the cold.
2: (laughs) Just bring your layers. Don't forget your layers.
1: Yes, sir. (laughs) Before we circle back to your um, ultras... You, first of all, your pictures of Nipple Tab, and Haystack on Instagram, your Instagram oh, pictures are some of the best that I've seen. Um, if I dare say so, they rival Jonathan's Harrix photos. Like, <laughs> you,
2: you do a phenomenal job with your Instagram. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I don't like to just toss everything up there, just only the ones that are good, you know? <laughs> yes.
0: Quality over and- quantity.
2: And it
1: looks like when you went, um, was kind of around the same time that we did with the foliage, you almost can't get a bad photo. Oh God. Right.
2: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. So I was doing a little bit of Instagram stalking yesterday to prepare for today. And I was like, wow, this guy's photos are fucking awesome. So (laughs) well done. But I did see that. And I wanted to ask you about, um, You posted that you were gifted a 1975 guide to the Adirondacks and you had commented that it kind of made you sad because things have changed so much and there's places you can't get to. Um, Can
2: you talk about that a little bit? Oh, yeah. Um, So, I mean, just coming to mind is that this book actually came with a great map. It's not even torn. It still looks like the original map. It probably is the original map um, from that year. And there's a trail system that just immediately comes to mind, and there's the old yellow trail that used to take you from the Upper Works to Marcy. Um, there is a, a valley in all essence uh, that goes between Cliff and Redfield, and that is an abandoned, uh, an abandoned trail system. Uh, they got abandoned right around 74, 75-ish time frame. The D.C. decided that they were no longer going to attempt to maintain this anymore and has forced everybody pretty much to go around the Floodlands lands and go around Cliff and Redfield to head towards Marcy. Um, it is an area that I want to explore. I've only done a very little bit of exploring in that area. Um, there's supposedly old uh, trail markers that you'll be able to still find on the trees and Remnants of old roads that used to go through there from the logging industry back in the day. Um, it's it's kind of wild, but it's unfortunate that they just stopped maintaining it. They just let it go back to the wild. It's kind of a cool valley from what I've gathered, from what I've been in as it is. Um, just the little sections I have gone and bushwhacked up to. Um, there's other nifty things too that is different too uh the map shows mount marshall on it and it is named mount clinton if anyone realized that marshall once before was named mount clinton huh. it was also called herbert for a period of time as well before it became marshall um it's kind of nifty uh there's old trails that went to the summit of uh Mount Colden that are no longer on any of the maps that are on these old maps that have been abandoned that you can still to this day do but it's pure bushwhack here I mean we're yeah. talking almost fifty years later
0: yeah for sure
2: uh, I was yeah, gonna say that's gotta go be ahead. really that's gotta
1: be really wild checking that out forty five years later just to see because yeah. we always wonder especially like on the at we always wonder like if people just suddenly stopped hiking how long would it take nature to reclaim this and you know our rough guess is probably within five years the trail would be gone so i'm imagining that like there's not hardly anything left of the trails themselves but that's pretty cool that there's like trail markers and stuff there and and uh, the roads are probably still there, but that's got to be a, yeah. a really, really wild trip. If you ever do explore that, I'm looking forward to the
2: photographs. And if you do a video, oh yeah, I'm sure it'll be something. <laughs> it's an area that we want to explore a little bit more, and you know, it's, it's kind of cool. It's Twin Brook, the old Twin Brook Trail that they, they called it. Huh. Um, so we'll definitely be uh, hiding in and out of there and going back over to like Cliff Slide because um, you can access that from that area as well um definitely you'll be seeing some stuff
0: oh excellent on that map do you recall if giant is called mount giant of the valley
2: <laughs> Giant of the valley I, i'll look here actually real <laughs> <Okay>. quick <laughs> so it, everybody i think you didn't realize that that was the official name
0: we had to put an addendum to our last episode <laughs> Because yes. I don't know who we learned it from. Who who were we watching?
1: Jonathan Sahara. Oh, it With Yeah. Special guest
2: Brian hikes all day.
1: <laughs>
0: right. this to...
2: map from '74 says just giant mountain.
0: All right. But, uh, all right. Fine.
2: <laughs> giant of the Valley is supposedly the full name,
1: <laughs> and that's why that body of water is called the wash basin because it looks like if there was a giant of the valley that little pond would be a perfect spot for him to dip his face in and wash his face up yeah i get that The stories
0: the anecdotes are fun
1: (laughs) yes um okay and then the other thing that i saw on your instagram that i was curious about was the taconic crest trail can you tell us a little bit about that
2: yeah, um, ferns. I, that's what comes to mind. Ferns. Um, that's like 38 miles of ferns. There's more ferns on that trail than I've been on that I've ever seen on any trail. Okay. Um, <clears throat> to kind of Crest Trail, the hardest thing about that is really the distance, to be honest. And the fact there's no real water along that whole route. Oh, uh, okay. About halfway through the route when we did it, um, I did it with my friend uh jeff and Sonya s and j hikes all day you can find them on instagram as well uh they real will. awesome folks they're freaking awesome just an awesome couple super positive folks um and just as gnarly as the rest of us um we did this together and it, we were just bored to be honest. It was a very we, we felt it was a very boring hike. Uh okay. it, the hardest part of the hike was the distance. Um there is a section of the Titanic kind of trust that is actually like ATV trails. Um it just ruts and whatnot. It it just some spots that I mean, really it could be rerouted to make it look better. <laughs> um we didn't have much good to say about this freaking hike, you know, other than we had to do it just oh, to wow. work on the Northeast Ultra 8.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I, I took a few years ago, I came across it, Charlie said, oh, you know, Crank was looking for a through hike that we could do maybe in a weekend, And uh,
2: that that popped
0: up, (laughs) yeah, that popped up. So I was like, oh, sure, why not? Well, I mean, now I'm hearing it from from the horse's mouth. If it wasn't that fantastic, then I'm not going to (laughs) bother.
2: You know, as an ultra hike, it is just the most boring thing. I mean, you're just moving, you're just going, going. There's nothing really to see. You're on it's all wooded. Uh, Sometimes you you went to a there's some road, you walk some road, and then you're back in the woods again, and it's just covered woods, but the ferns, there's tons of ferns. If you love ferns, there's ferns the whole (laughs) way. Uh, Actually, Jeff complained about the ferns because he couldn't see his feet half the time.
1: (laughs) So where Um, does it run, like end to end, where exactly is this thing?
2: God, it's just outside of Albany. Um, Okay. Catches a little bit of uh, was it? I have to bring up the map for that one. It catches a couple little states there all okay. at once. Um I will say the other thing that I really didn't like about this hike was that I lost my car keys on it. Thankfully, my friend's vehicle was at the end. Mm-hmm. And we got to his car and we're going over to hit my vehicle and I'm looking for my keys and sure as hell I lost my keys somewhere on that trail. Oh. I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. Look, I, I grabbed my backpack and I tossed it across the parking lot. I was just upset. Yep, there isn't understandable. You know, my friends just, yeah, my friends just looked at me. They're like, "Yeah, that, that's all there was, <laughs> stupid."
0: Justified.
2: justified, yes, totally justified. <laughs> so, so, how did you
1: it's... get? How did you get your vehicle back? Like, did someone bring you a spare set? Or... Yeah,
2: my okay. sisters an my sisters an angel She uh, dropped what she was doing, drove to my house, fed my dog. Got my spare key, drove out to Albany, picked me up, took me out to my car. <laughs> what Yeah, a good she saved sister. me. <laughs> yeah, it's the only reason I keep her around. She's a good sister. <laughs> yeah, a good reason.
0: <laughs> All right, so All right. we'll mark that off the list, Crank, now to Conic Crest. Okay. Okay.
2: Okay. All right, Crank. Well,
1: I'm glad we know, but I was hoping, like, you would have some really awesome stories about it. And okay. I,
2: I wish, <laughs> I really wish I did.
1: That's all right. You, you did good on your story, dangling from the helicopter, getting whacked by trees. So. <laughs> um, let's circle back to your um ultras. So yeah. we are. We've done the Philadelphia Marathon. We attempted an ultra. It didn't work. <laughs> we um,
0: failed. <laughs> We yes. only did twenty miles and it was a forty yep. mile a forty mile ultra. But oh oh well wow. Well, let's see, during pandemic I did the twenty four hour challenge. So it was like four miles. What was it every like three hours or something? Every four hours. So it was like my yeah. first overnight and I hated every second of it.
1: Wanted oh. to be asleep. Oh, I- <laughs> yeah, I remember going back and forth with you and that, and I absolutely loved the night stuff. It's, you, yeah, you have to do four miles every four hours, four hours for yeah. 24 hours for that. So that's the closest that we've come to doing a legit ultra. But, um,
2: yeah, go ahead. What was your first? And I'm assuming what got you got it, yeah. What got me hooked? Yeah. So years ago, I did, um, when I did my single season, in 2019 I did the Great Range Traverse with a friend just on a whim Mm -hmm. she had reached out on Instagram would you be interested I was like yeah I'll give it a shot I was like I don't know if I could do that many mountains in one shot I was like that's 24 miles 10,000 foot again I don't know and we did it and 19 hours later we were finished with it and just beat up I was like I can't believe we did this and for some reason I really liked it (laughs) um so one of the things that i've been wanting to do since i was recovering from that ankle injury was to get back into doing these ultra hikes again so this year we banged out a whole bunch of them and i even did the great range traverse once again so we also the saranac lake six as an ultra i just got done doing the uh cranberry 50. uh that was a very long hike that one's actually a pretty hike for this time of year in the fall foliage and whatnot i really they were trying to compare it to, like, the Taconic Crest Trail. Um, I thought it was prettier than the Taconic Crest Trail. It was a little bit more interesting to look at. Okay, good to um, know. So, you know, we also did the Taconic Crest Trail. We did the uh, Devil's Path earlier in the year. Um, we just really kind of cranked them out this year just to get as many of them done as we possibly can on the Northeast Ultra 8 list. Um, at this time, I have two left. I have the Mahusik Traverse left and the Pemi Loop. Oh uh, Which I'm just, right now I'm kind of planning that for next year. Um, I did decide to sign up for a uh, ultra marathon, 50-mile marathon in June, which I've never run more than 13 miles at a time. So I'll be training this whole winter. And so that's my next goal right now is to do that. And then I'll finish the Northeast Ultra 8 is pretty much my plan.
1: That's awesome. Uh, that is we, yeah. great. Pair notes because one of our goals is to get back into as close
2: to marathon shape as possible. Cool. Yeah. My my practice reg, my my regimen is just uh, I jog every day. (laughs) How good for you. Just that's it. You just got to keep doing it and keep doing
0: it. You're in much better shape than me, sir. Well done. Yes. Well done.
1: (laughs) This time last year, we did, um, Oh, what the hell was it called, Tumbles? Where? Vermont Where we talking? Half Marathon. Oh, that's right,
0: the uh, Von Trap Half Marathon. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. It's Doe,
1: yeah. So that's a half marathon. There just happens to be a 2,000-foot mountain in the middle of it.
2: Oh, it just happens to be there. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so that's the kind of shape that we were in last year, and now, like, we're both, like, training for a 10k we definitely have a 10k on
0: saturday i'm dying
1: (laughs) yeah we definitely fell off the running wagon (laughs) so the fact that you're out there running and jogging every day i am
2: yeah it's the the determination and dedication is admired thanks i actually you know i've been working on my weight and physical health and everything this year i lost 70 pounds this year
0: well Um, done
2: just in this just in this year alone
0: Um, With all your ultra-hikes, I I would hope so.
2: (laughs) Right. And it's really just been light exercise and jogging and hiking. That's all I've been doing, watching my diet. And uh, it all just falls off, and all of a sudden you're hiking and further distances, and you're jogging further distances, you know, and you breathe easier, and you're not that guy at the top of the mountain breathing like crazy. Maybe a little bit, but, you know, (laughs) at least you can talk. (laughs) Yes. Well, Well for the majority of people, that's
1: what it is. Go into a a slight calorie deficit and exercise.
2: Yeah, it doesn't take much.
1: Really Um,
0: hard at the desk job, though. I got to tell you, it is so hard because those treats are right there and you get (laughs) bored and you want a snack. Uh,
2: I work at home. I work just oh, so the okay. right there. Yep. And yep. I've got it, I've got it stuffed with like vegetables, not vegetables, but fruits, just tons of fruits in there. Yep. Ch- trying not to cheat.
1: <laughs> what did you think of, um, devil's path? Cause it I thought has, devil's path was cool. Yes. It has a reputation. Um, I think it's reputation is overblown. Um, it's supposedly the most dangerous trail in the, yeah, North... heard that, yeah, which I think is nonsense, but how long did it take you guys and what were your
2: overall impressions? So <clears throat> that was, uh, let's see, we did it with sprinkles. So we added Southwest Hunter and Hunter mountain and the fire tower and the devil's Bath. <laughs> uh, you are badass. <laughs> yeah. We're just like, yeah, you know, let's just do it. And we did it. Um, So we ended up out there, I think, like 19-ish hours or so. We really took our time. We could have done it in numerous hours faster, but we kind of enjoyed ourselves a lot. Mm-hmm. Took breaks when we wanted to. And the only thing that we didn't like was um after the very last mountain that you go over, there's one more little freaking mountain. That little mountain just makes you mad. Okay. You're just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> what direction did you take it from? Uh let's see. What is the name of that? There's East Indian Head. I think we did it.
0: We started we started at Indian Indian Head.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the same way. That's where I started as. Well. Okay. Yeah. That's how most people take it. Yeah. And I thought it was I thought it was a really cool hike. Um it, you know, Catskills is a little funny. You don't get like the monster views you get in the Adirondacks. Uh, but you still get really cool views. You just got to work for it a little bit more. Um, but the terrain, some of the rock formations on the devil's path and the boulders and stuff. is so cool. And the Um, roots, some of the little, the roots, holy cow. Um, I really, the devil's path is probably to me is the best part of the Catskills has the best mountains, has the best terrain, um, A little bit slick when it's in early spring, when it's a little bit icy. You know what? I think it's probably the coolest spot in the whole whole Catskill region. I would agree.
1: We agree,
0: yeah. For sure.
1: And props for doing it in a straight shot and adding the fire tower. Um, Getting tumbles up to that fire tower has been on the list. But we did it in two days. We stopped at the campground. So the fact that you guys did it in one straight shot is freaking awesome plus the fire tower plus your
2: detours (laughs) how many miles was that um how many miles did that end up being gotta be be a week 30 something i saved activities that path
0: standing by for devil's path mileage
2: i got 29.4 miles oh i was close Uh, i said 30 (laughs) yeah so it pretty much was a thirty miles with nine thousand yes. foot of gain. That's awesome.
0: That that's is, really cool. I mean, that's a great range traverse.
2: Yeah, pretty much. For, uh, great range is technically more like twenty four.
0: So it's even less. Okay, it's,
2: it's less mileage,
0: but more. But the but, gain, just about the elevation but, the, but
2: there's more are. gain on. On the Great Range. Okay. It's 10,000 foot without question on the Great Range. I got you. Okay. And that's not adding anything in extra. Okay. Cool.
1: um All right. Thomas, do you have any other questions?
0: I do. I, I'm curious about your slide experiences.
2: Oh, yeah. How could I?
0: I mean, Crank's been talking about these slides for months now, and that's the one thing. I know. Failed that's the one
2: thing I forgot that. to add. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Worst so, like, cast ever. <laughs> Ryan doesn't want me to talk too much about slides. I understand. So. <laughs> okay. Because so... he has a lot to say. He really doesn't. He is so passionate about it. But I will totally talk a little bit. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Give us the sneak preview, please.
2: God, so slides are just fun. Um, Something that you'll probably be seeing us doing a little bit more is actually wearing more proper gear. Uh, We got talked to a little bit about it, and we will will be seeing us wearing helmets on them. And you should be wearing helmets on them. To be honest, we have been on a few slides where there has been stuff falling down. Um, It happens. It's just it's the nature of the beast. And we should probably all take precautions to make sure that we're safe while doing things that we want to have fun.
0: Absolutely.
2: That being said, slide climbing is a lot of fun. Um, I didn't think I'd be into it as much as I got into it. You know, uh, I have a problem with heights, Mm -hmm. you know, like uh, I, I have a hard time climbing even just fire towers. People always laugh like, "How can you climb mountains?" I'm like, "It's not the same. I got ground on underneath of me. It's pretty solid walking <laughs> up to these mountains. Yeah, you know, but hanging over cliffs that's not my that's not my gig. But for whatever reason, this like climbing just really bit me. Um, I had previous to what me and Brian had done this year. I had only been on the Macomb slide, and that's just a gravel slide. Um, I find that not that difficult. Uh, others will have different things to say about it. Uh, but it's really just like a gravel slide, and some of these other slides are just flat, flat pieces of rock at nice forty-five plus degree angles. Something really cool is every fifty feet, you turn around and you got these views. You're just like, oh my god, the views just got better. Oh my god, the views just got better. <laughs> they just got better. You got to turn around again. You know, oh, it's just so much fun.
0: For those that, that don't know what a slide is, uh it's basically a, a rock wall and, and sometimes you can get away with just using your feet, but a lot of times it's your four points of contact right there.
2: Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely.
1: So it's an area thing. I'm sorry, it's an area of a mountain that the soil and all of the vegetation has eroded away from, uh, usually mm. caused by hurricanes or tropical storms. Um, sorry, I'm
0: Miriam Webster is yes. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> so you're just left with a slab at a 45 50 degree angle. So, um, yeah, and I know that Brian in his videos has said, I'm not telling you how to get here, and he starts them. Um, because usually you have to bushwhack, and there, this is why we need to get a GPS tumbles. Um, But, yeah, so there can be very dangerous. So I know that he's been cautious about the information he's been
2: giving in his videos. Yeah, you know, it's all the information's out there if you want to search for it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and if you pay attention to the descriptions in the videos, you can probably figure it out yourself, but he's not going to actually give you the GPS tracks to get to that spot. Um, That being said, though, part of the experience yes climbing is to to bushwhack out there and go in places that you're not normally gonna see and that's really kind of what I want out of hiking right now with the with the Adirondacks is just hike it differently so Mm -hmm. I can see everything else that that this park has to offer that these mountains have to offer there's four points on a compass and there's four ways up a mountain you know I like that that's it's awesome
0: yeah Have you um, done any of the whites? Is there any interest? Um,
2: I have only done the Presidential Traverse as an ultra. I did that back in 19, and it was freaking cool as beans. Um, It was really wild being above treeline the whole time. It was fantastic. It was something really cool that I hadn't really gotten to see previous in my life. So I do want to get out there and get more done. You know, obviously with the Pemi Loop, I'll get a little bit more done. Um, eventually I'll work towards the 48 and get the 48 patch done and whatnot. Not in a hurry for it though. There's plenty of time in life to get everything. So I am,
1: this is not a video podcast, but if it was, I would have just given a marvelous display when you <laughs> mentioned that, um, you have an issue with heights yet you are in love with slides that yeah. gave me a lot of hope because That's I have severe acrophobia. Um, like, I don't like going up on ladders. I don't like going on my roof to clean the gutters.
2: No. Um,
1: okay, so you're the same way.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Okay. This one time, I went on vacation in Ireland and with a friend, and she wanted to go to this rock that was on the ocean off of Ireland. And the only way to this rock was this 300-foot rope bridge. You could smell the poop coming out of me. I was so (laughs) scared going across this thing. We got over to this rock, and she's like, come over to the edge and take pictures of me. like, there's no way. I sat in the middle of this rock. I wouldn't get near the edge at all.
0: Yep.
2: Oh, God. My my legs were shaking like you wouldn't believe. (laughs) So
0: Half Dome is not for you.
2: I don't know if Half Dome's for me. Okay. okay. (laughs) Maybe if I... I was chained up.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I had an issue with half dome. I got about almost halfway before the acrophobia really kicked in because I'm assuming you're similar. My issue is exposure. I don't like exposure.
2: Yeah. I don't like okay. the exposure either. But um, you're okay
1: with the slide. So that gives me hope. But can you explain that? How does that work?
2: So I think one of the factors is that I've been doing a bunch of slide climbing I have kind of grown accustomed. I kind of kind of went from easier slide climbing and gotten to a little bit more harder slide climbing and steeper slides. Okay. And over that time, I think I've grown accustomed a little bit to being used to being on a slide with that exposure. And I only say this because like I've been scared of doing the trap dike. And we recently did the trap dike and when we got to the slide, I was nowhere near as scared of the exposure as I thought I was going to have. Mm-hmm. I felt right. very, it felt easy. Okay. I don't want to say the trap dike's easy for anybody who's listening because the trap dike is not truly an easy hike. But once I got to the exposure spot, I think because I had been putting myself previously in positions like that, it wasn't so overwhelming feeling. Um, and the side was still. Like the ground, it was. It's still very solid, you know. So my hands were able to touch it, whether it's four points or just two points. I felt solid. I never felt like I was going to slide and fall down the mountain.
1: Okay, and was that with just
2: normal like trail runners, or did you have trail, of runners. Shoes? trail runners? Trail okay. runners. I think I've been going between my Ultra Lone Peak, and I have a pair of uh, Hoka. Mafate Trail Runners, I've been swapping back and forth. And I've been very comfortable on the sides with them. They both have the Vibram uh, soles on the bottom, yep. uh, which are pretty grippy as it is. So I haven't had much of an issue with those. Which do you like better, the Ultra or the Hocus? Um, I like the Hoka's more for running. Okay. Um, I can't run a long distance in the zero drops on the ultras for Makes whatever sense. reason i just can't run the distance i know some people can i got a few friends that can run in sandals for like a 50 mile race running a pair of sandals which i think is unbelievable but yes. for running i need the hokas with a little bit of cushion okay uh, but some of the bushwhacking and some of the side climbing the ultras felt great just the way they handled and the way they kind of folded up and whatnot and easy to maneuver your feet around a little bit and grip onto things, so mm-hmm. both of them have been good.
1: Okay. Good I think we have covered everything. Um, Do you have anything else that you want to add or talk about, Tony, before we wrap up? Oh, gosh. Any trail um,
0: tale?
2: Yes. Any trail Besides tales? Besides
0: you hurting yourself and getting airlifted.
2: <laughs> God. We still talk about that all the time. My, yes. I actually have a GPS now because of that incident. I have one of those Garmin uh, SOS beacon things, yes, uh, the very in reach, so I can text people and whatnot. And ever since I got, I've only used it once, and it was actually to get a hold of Brian because he was late to a hike. <laughs> okay, who the hell are you, dude? <laughs> <laughs>
1: So what uh, time of year was that again that you... It was
2: June 20th. I okay. was doing it for the uh, summer solstice. Summer solstice, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was um, actually supposed to do the whole great range for the summer solstice, and it turned out to be just uh, Sunrise on Marcy and then broke my leg. <laughs> yeah. All right.
1: Yeah, because that was my question. Um, <clears throat> if, if that's going to happen, I guess June, July, August would be... An optimal time, because if you're sitting there in November, December, waiting for rescue, getting cold, hypothermic, so I'm glad you didn't have to worry about any of that stuff. Oh, uh,
2: Thank God. Thank God. Yeah. But I'm sure if that happened, those rangers, they're pretty awesome up there. They will take care of you, and you'll get out 100%. All
1: right. Um. So, yeah, unless you have anything else specific, Tony, Um. let's wrap it up. But this was absolutely fantastic, and... We should link up. Like, we'll let you know when we're going to be in the area, and if it could work, that would be awesome to link up with you.
2: Awesome, sounds great to me.
0: Yeah, Tony, Fantastic. can you give your all of your socials, please, so people know where to yes. find you?
2: Yeah, you know, I really. Let's see. I have the Instagram at uh, Tex Montana, T E X Montana, just like the state. Um, you can find me on Facebook. It's just Anthony Montana on Facebook. Uh, pretty easy to find me there too. Uh, you'll see a hiking icon there to make it easy to find me there uh, <laughs> other than that that's that's really all you're gonna find me on the trail that's about it
0: all right folks i, I encourage y'all to go follow uh tex on the gram as we said quality over quantity his photos are fabulous and thank you oh you're welcome thank you for coming on oh so Absolutely. so so pleased And of course, folks, you can find us on the gram as well. Rocks underscore and underscore roots underscore pod. Crank has been killing it with the TikToks lately. Uh, Rocks underscore roots underscore podcast. All of these episodes are also on YouTube under the same name. We have an email. We don't check it. I mean, if you want to send us an email, just like maybe DM us to let us know you sent us an email. Uh it kind of defeats the purpose, but whatever. Anywho ha, we love you, we like you, we hope to see you soon, and that is ciao.